0: So about five years ago, I realized I had a big problem. My players weren't able to handle adversity. They couldn't handle coaching or feedback, probably in the way when I started out in coaching 10, 12 years ago. The research was coming out. Technology was impacting our newest generation of young people. So they were struggling more than ever to manage stress and to be in control of their emotional state. What made it even worse was this. I myself as a coach wasn't, this wasn't my strong suit. I wasn't very strong in this area either. In fact, I came to realize not only was I unable to help my players, I felt like I was unable to help myself. Now, you as a coach, you want players who are self-aware, that can self-manage, and that also can understand and empathize with their teammates and help each other to manage their, their emotional states this is emotional intelligence except most of us don't know how to improve emotional intelligence in today's world where emotional intelligence is more important than ever to success it's more important than ever but it's more undeveloped than ever and it's there's so much negative impacts with the rise of technology and so what we're left with is players who just react they don't respond Well, to adversity, to bad calls by the referees, to being pulled out of the game, when they make mistakes, uh, when they, when, when we give them feedback, right? They always are getting emotional. Right? A list of our challenges goes on when it comes to our players' emotions. And here's the other thing: some of us struggle with this ourselves, right? Like I said, in my case. We as coaches react way too much instead of responding. It's hurting our team. It's hurting our relationships with our players. It's hurting our team's performance. We're losing games and we're missing out on massive opportunities to develop character. Developing emotional intelligence, it shouldn't take a degree in brain science. It should be really simple though because it's really, really important. Now today's guest is gonna make it really simple. Lynn has presented equilibrium sports workshops in over 20 countries with over 20,000 students, teachers, coaches, business leaders, and even more. This past fall, she presented to over 5,000 student athletes, coaches, and athletic leaders from 14 different countries and she got the same results at the end of every workshop. They wanted more. In today's episode, We're gonna learn how emotional intelligence is impacted by our personality, but she's gonna give us actually a very simple tool to help us understand first, our own personality, and secondly, the personalities of our players. In next week's episode, she's gonna share with us some practical interventions, some ways to move from our personality to our character so that we can stop reacting and start responding in the way that is best for ourselves and for our team. Welcome to the Coaching Culture Podcast. I'm J.P. Nurbin alongside my co-host, Nate Sanderson, and every week in 30 minutes or less, we're giving you transformational leadership tools and strategies. This podcast is brought to you by Thrive On Challenge, which provides mentorship for coaches to help them grow as a coach and build their culture. You can learn more at thriveonchallenge.com. You're listening to episode 120, How Personality Negatively Impacts Performance with Lynn Ketchmerick. Now, just before we get started, if you want to clarify your purpose as a coach, your program's purpose, improve the relationships, raise standards in the program that you run, then you've got to consider attending the next Coaching Culture Workshop, April 5th in Chicago. It is affordable for you and your staff. It's an all-day intensive workshop with other like-minded coaches that's gonna leave you energized for the new year. You'll be trained up on practical tools and interventions for you and your team, and you're gonna leave with a clear plan. If you're tired of expensive clinics with coaches that tell stories, give you a few drills and a few plays, then and you want something that will actually work for you, then go to thriveonchallenge.com forward slash public dash workshop Or click on the link in the episode details and register today for our April 5th workshop in Chicago. All right, we're excited to have Lynn Kashmarek on the podcast today. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about equilibria and sports. Nate and I had the pleasure of meeting her two years ago at the Way of Champions Conference. We've been wanting to do this episode for some time. Lynn, thanks for coming to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit off the, the bat here you know, what is Equilibrium Sports and why are you so involved and so passionate about it?
1: Um, I'm really excited about this because as both of you, I I really value um, the development and the journey of our athletes, coaches, leaders, parents. It's, it's really across the board. And um, as I shared with you a little bit before, I had no desire to do this. Um, there are about 40 different types of personality Um, programs out there, and I've done many of them. So I kicked and screamed, said no, 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 until I got to a leadership institute and realized this isn't like anything I've seen before. This actually um, kind of completes in so many ways. I've said this out loud. Um, This is what I've spent my lifetime as a coach, as an athlete, and as a leader, and as a parent looking for it puts it puts a program in place for everything that I have valued. And it's the simplicity and the fact that um, we don't just talk about personalities, it's the only program we bring in character and we show you how to move from your personality to your character and that's what completes this for me. You know, I too have my own true brand sports where I go around the world and do workshops, parent education, but the difference is, I've had to ask myself, after a two-hour workshop or an hour workshop, you know, I've, I've made you laugh, I've made you cry, um, I've given you things to inspire you, but have I given you concrete tools to help you to become a better person or to help you manage some of those things that you're struggling with? And the real, realization of I wasn't, but equally, Equilibrium Sport leaves concrete, actionable, Intelligence gives you things to really help you to become a better person, a better coach, elevate communication, connect better with your team. It's a game changer for me, so I'm fully on board.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm loving it. There's a few things that I just loved about kind of your description of what what Equilibria can do for coaches, and and one of the things is simplicity. I, I was just actually reading. Ray Dalio's book, Principles, and he's talking about at Bridgewater Associates, how they have five different personality tests that they feed to this formula. And, and I'm sure it works for them because they're really good at what they do, but that's not gonna work for coaches out there to have something that's really complex. And the other thing that I think is huge that you're talking about is how we go from personality to character. That's something I picked up early on and reading more about equilibria and how it can help coaches, uh, some of the tools that it has, not just to bring awareness to our personality but how we can go from that personality character because I think so often as human beings, as I see it a lot in coaches and I see it a lot in their, and they see it a lot in their players. It's, well, this is who I am. Like, this is my personality. This is the way I respond. And I think that what's really cool here is that, yeah, you're bringing awareness to that, but as so much of the stuff that you've talked about is you have tools to help coaches move, not just their players, but move themselves actually forward, right? Yeah. You know, I think what would be really great is if I
1: introduce you via my e-colors, my strengths and potential limiters, like I would in a workshop, because I think the vulnerability that you will feel lays the foundation for what we do. So my e-colors are, I am uh, yellow over red. I'm about 44% e-color yellow, which means I'm highly sociable. That's the sociable part of my of all of our personalities. I am about 28, 29% red, which is the doer part of my personality. I'm about 19% blue, which is the supporter-relater part of my personality. And unfortunately, or not, I am 7.8% green, which is the thinker, the analytical part of my personality, which tells you I've spent my life jumping in with both feet and thinking about the consequences later. It doesn't tell you how smart I am, but that's just my personality. That doesn't tell you anything about my character. Some of my personality-based strengths, um, I can be really passionate. Um, I can really um, influence people. I think I'm a good influencer and um, I get things done. I get things done. I want to reframe a word Um, that a lot of us use, which is weakness, right? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What do you bring to the team? How many times I've been asked that in an interview? Weakness to me is so final. So we reframe that to potential limiters. What are things about your personality that could hold you back from more success as a coach, more success as a team leader? For me, these are big aha moments. I can be too talkative. Hmm, I was captain of United States women's water polo team, national team, eight of 10 years. Captain of two college teams, captain of two high school teams, collegiate athletic director. I led the cheers. I started the meetings. I held people accountable. I this, I that. I now realize I can't imagine how many of my teammates must have said under their breath, just shut up, Lynn. (laughs) I took away the opportunity for so many to have a voice. Potential limiter. My second one that I, I didn't know until I went through this program is, not a very good listener. Not a very good listener. Um, my personality style, I am listening to solve your problem. I never really listened to understand. Can you imagine? being an athlete, coach 20 years, division one, assistant coach for the national team, not a very good listener, wasn't aware of that. They must've been. So can you imagine after having a meeting with me, they walk away and think, wow, she just interrupted me. She didn't really listen to me. So, wow, I have this realization at this point in my career. I wasn't as good. I wasn't as effective as a coach or a leader or a person as I thought I was, as I thought I was. I also can lack boundaries. Um, my, you know, my personality style likes to hug. Well, when you hug, you know, one hugging one too many people that stand there and don't reciprocate, you kind of realize, wow, not everybody likes a hug, or you know, putting their hand on the shoulder. But it's not just with hugs; it's with my words because I'm a storyteller and I like to think I'm funny. Well, I think I'm funny, not everybody thinks I'm funny. You know, I've I've been married for 30 years and I have three adult kids who their entire lives have said, wow, you took the story a little bit too far again, mom. You you (laughs) pushed it a little bit too far again. Think how many of us have done that. And I didn't know that I didn't have to be that way. I thought I was the entertainer. Turns out, again, wow. I've unintentionally hurt a lot of people through my journey because of my personality. I have good character. I am a good person. I was a good coach. Again, I've now realized I never, I, I never reached my potential as a coach, as a leader. I held myself back because of my personality things. I didn't realize I could change. Um, and I also held back. Um, many of the athletes that I was so privileged to coach because I didn't give them what they needed. I didn't know. I forced my personality style on every athlete I was so privileged to coach. It's only when I started Equilibrium Sports and I realized that I now know how to move from my personality to my character in a deeper way. Wow, I wish I could go back.
2: Uh, Lynn, one of the other things I think is so fascinating, just listening to you describe the process, is is teasing apart the difference between personality and character. And I think sometimes with some of the other you know, personality inventories that are out there, it's almost like a discovery of these inborn traits that help you maybe understand why you overreact to your kids or how you respond in certain situations. But don't really take that next step to helping you develop your, your character into the person that you want to be when you're interacting with your team or you're interacting with your family. I wonder if you could just sort of explain that connection and how Equilibria helps you to be able to both develop and work better within your personality, uh, but also to be able to develop that character as you've described.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, when we got the first workshop I went to and we got to this point, I I just didn't know what to do. I, I wanted to call out every coach and athlete I had ever known because that's the aha moment of personal intervention. So throughout the the PDI survey that you guys both took to to give you some indication as to what your e-colors are um, naturally, and again, I do wanna say that your first personality is in place at seven years old. So we start this at seven years old. And what I want you to understand is when you default to your personality, it's a reaction. Your personality is a reaction. When I talk too much, that's a reaction. When I hug somebody, it's a personality reaction, not my character. When I yell at somebody, that's a reaction. For some personalities, it's they didn't say or do something. Think about it. Those who are really heavy blue or green need more time to process. Heavy yellow red, we are quick moving. We are quick to make a decision. Doesn't mean we're making the right decision if we default to our personality. But some personalities need more time to process. I didn't know that. I didn't know it concretely. So when I'm whipping out directions and telling people to go, that's a reaction. And for some of my team, They wanted to say, coach, slow down. We don't know what you're saying, but they didn't because maybe they were afraid of me because of my high red personality, which can be bossy. So for some of us, it's that we do or we did something. That's a reaction. For others, it's that they didn't say what they wanted to or didn't do what they wanted to. For instance, their friend is going to a party A high blue teenager is thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I need to tell my friend, my teammate, don't go to the party. You know our team rules, don't go to the party. But they don't because they want their friend to like them. So their friend goes to the party, they get caught, they're kicked off of the team, and now that teammate is thinking, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't say something. So that's a reaction. When you use your personality and react, somebody gets hurt. It's either yourself or the the athlete that you're so privileged to coach. And um, so we teach you personal intervention above the waterline. Think about above the waterline is your personality. Below the waterline is your character. That is such an aha moment for so many people because we're all working with great kids. We're working with, great coaches. It's not bad people who are making bad decisions. It's great people who make personality based decisions that cause them to hurt somebody because they don't realize. And that's the, that is the simplicity of this. So many of these programs, all the other ones, you know, help you discover these behaviors, but don't teach you how to go below the waterline and use your character. Because when you use your character, it's a response. And when you respond, nobody gets hurt. You get positive results. You get the results that you're looking for. So I also want you to think about this generation and why Equilibria, colors in education and Equilibria sports plays right to this generation. They want quick results. You took that survey, 12 minutes later, you're getting results. Another thing about this generation that's so important, both all of us are so into social and emotional intelligence. It is more important now than ever because of the impact of technology, right? uh, You know, our brains aren't fully formed until maybe 24 to 26. It used to be younger. The impact of technology is delaying that maturity. And so, so many of our kids, young coaches, are making decisions based on emotion. The other thing that's decreasing because of the impact of technology, which I'm really passionate about if you haven't picked (laughs) up on that, is impulse control. Impulse control is decreasing. So now, people are making decisions based on personality, based on lack of impulse control and their emotions. Our kids are at risk. Our young coaches are at risk. If we can teach them how to move from impulse, personality, and emotion to character at younger and younger ages, we are saving lives, we are decreasing accidents, and we are really impacting social and emotional intelligence in a way that nothing else has ever done to this old lady. I have been around the block. You guys are young men. I am 62. I have strived for character my entire career, and I never really got to the level that I'm getting to now that I'm fully aware because of equilibrium in sport.
0: For uh, a lot of coaches out there. But uh, one of the things I thought we, would be kind of cool for us to do is, is, you know, Nate and I are a team. We, we do this podcast and we do some workshops together. And over the course of two years and, and knowing Nate actually it was very quickly early on, I knew that our personalities were vastly different, right? That was very, very clear from, from the get-go. Um, but it's worked so well for us because we have a philosophy and values that are just so aligned. And that's why I, I actually really enjoy working with Nate. So when we did this, this the Equilibria survey or indicator, it was no surprise that I was a red 38. Okay. A yellow 24, okay. green green 22, Okay. Blue 15.
1: All right. And, and
0: Nate, Nate is what, Yeah, go Nate. You can you can reveal your own scores.
2: I am a see, blue.
1: Right there is his red. There's no reason. Nate is high blue. So he's not going to. He needs a little more time, but your red is quick moving. So you just spoke for him while <laughs> you know, he he's got a great voice. He's your teammate. Your partners. Nate, tell me your percentages thank you Lynn Uh,
2: (laughs) I am a blue 34 yellow 28 green 22 and red 14
1: okay so really different really really different and we see that I can see that just in this podcast you know it's not right or wrong or good or bad just different just different The other thing, the power of the workshop um, that you're you're not getting right now is that through the first part of the workshop, you're laughing so much because you're writing down your strengths and your potential limiters yourself. Then you come together with like e-colors and you spend some time, all right, now there's four people who are blue-yellow, four people who are red-yellow in a group, I want you to take your strengths and your potential limiters and come up with three strengths that you all agree on and three potential limiters that you all agree on. And now you start laughing because very quickly, Nate is saying, I'm really, I'm really a caring person. I have a lot of empathy. And your other people in your group are like, oh my gosh, that's so true. But now we go over to red, yellow, empathy is not one of their top strengths so so jp's group is saying we're competitive um we're good leaders um we get things done quick that's not naturally coming from collegiate group of high school high blues right so then we go around the room and the red yellows start and they share their strengths so now the yellows and the greens and the blues are hearing JP say in a very red voice, we're very competitive, (laughs) we get things done, we're good leaders and the blues who are just as good of a leader as reds are over there laughing because they're thinking to themselves, you think you're good leaders, (laughs) right, right? Because here's the power. So now we come to the greens and the greens say, We're really analytical. Ah, that's a new word. I didn't hear that from my top reds. We are really like to plans, and my reds are like, we just jump in with both feet. So there's some aha and laughter going on. Now we come to the blues. And Nate, your group, very exactly the way you shared your percentages, we're very empathetic. We are really supportive. Um, and so it's just the power of that in a team situation is now I understand Nate. Wow. Now I JP now that makes sense, right? Then you go around and you share your potential limiters. Very vulnerable, very vulnerable, yet powerful. Here's the key. We now do an activity and you stay in your E-Color groups. I have done, I've had 20 groups of maybe CEOs of companies to 20 groups of seven-year-olds. And the results are 100% the same. I have uh, 20 groups of Division I student athletes, 20 groups of older, experienced coaches. The results are the same. Maybe two out of 20 groups are successful. Two out of 20 groups are successful when they stay within their e colors. Every time the results are the same. The reds have already started doing the activity before I'm done the directions. Yeah. So they get disqualified <laughs> because they're not listening to the directions and they don't really have an idea of what to do. They're up out of their chairs, they're bossing each other around, and there's no plan. They're the first to ask questions, but I can't answer any questions. So when they say, hey, where do we do, I can't answer any questions. Now they're angry at me while they're doing the activity. (laughs) The yellows are talking so much, they haven't heard all the directions. So they're asking questions, and I can't answer them. Not only that, but they pull out their cell phones and put on music. They're setting the stage because, okay, maybe we're not going to win, but we are going to have fun. (laughs) And um, so about two minutes, they're talking about things that have nothing to do with the activity. Think about this in your teams. Now we go to blues. Blues are very quiet. They're sitting in their chairs, and they're saying to the people in their group, hey, Are you okay with this? How do you feel about this? Are you good? They're getting everyone's opinions, which is great. Yellows are having fun. That's great. Reds are getting it done. Not right, but they're getting it done. And greens, I have literally seen green groups, e-color green groups, pull out a piece of paper and start diagramming, making a plan of what they're supposed to do and they don't pull the trigger quick enough to get it done so nobody is successful when they stay within their personality think about that the power in that and they see that and experience that themselves so jp if you only stayed red yellow and always were leading i don't know if you remember but nate actually had to say can i now can i i think i'll go now (laughs) right he had to step in and say that so that and again you're both amazing leaders educators so now later on in the workshop after we teach personal intervention so here's my wristband i don't know if you can see it on my wristband there's a play and a pause button and um and so I have to press pause on talking and I have to press play on listening. I wore this to my daughter's wedding this summer because think about it, that's a very stressful day. Very, and stress can cause us to default to our personality. And everyone in my family is like, you're wearing that in t- with your beautiful dress to Taylor's wedding? And I said, yeah, I am. Because there's a lot of stress today, and I need to be able to pull on my character easily. So it's a reminder. My yellow-red is always in front of me. It reminds me that I have to work on my blue and green. So um, later on in the workshop, after we teach personal intervention, we then do an activity. We have one person who's high E color red, high yellow, high blue, high E color green, and I say to them, I want you to manage your personality. I want you to use personal intervention. So what does that mean? Yellows have to press pause on talking, press play on listening. Reds have to press pause on moving too quickly and press play on letting others decide. Blue has to press pause on not letting their voice be heard they have to press play on talking and greens have to press pause on overthinking and play on pulling the trigger so what happens many groups are successful and they realize how they need everybody on their team to be successful
0: one of the things i think is so cool about that it comes back to the limiting you know, potential limiters that you talked about is that you're not saying that I need to change. You're saying that I already have the capacity for those things. I have the potential. So I just need to yeah. tap into those things. And it's just not as natural. I think that's really, really powerful stuff. And I want to dive a little bit more into that, um, that aspect of some of those interventions that we can share with some of our coaches. But I have a, a question I want to ask you. And it's kind of like a, a side question because you said something that really, really struck me. You said, stress can cause us to go to our default personality. And when I think of this, I think of one of the, I, I'm just curious your thoughts on this, because I think there's a lot of coaches that argue, or I have the argument for their default personality is, let's say when it comes to motivating their athletes, is to yell, scream, and to get after them. And they feel like certain players can take it, right? In those stressful moments. And do the guys that get that type of, of, of intervention when it comes to a coach working with them or trying to coach them up. Like is, is there, when those people that seem to take it well, is that actually not really taking it well? I don't know if that makes any sense, but I guess oh, I'm just, completely. it does, completely. okay.
1: Think about this, is fear a motivator? Yeah. Is fear a motivator by yelling and screaming and threatening and punishment behaviors? To a degree, to a degree, It is, but I will ask you at what expense. Number one, at what expense, the the emotional and social well-being of the athlete that you're so privileged to coach. There are certain personality styles, so think about it. Um, uh, I shared with you, I coached men's water polo at Bucknell, and I was coaching. You know, I coached against the Naval Academy. Many of these men have gone on to be Navy SEALs. Their coach, who's a great friend of mine, was a screamer, was a screamer, belittled them. I, I couldn't believe the stuff that he did. He knew the game, but his coaching was just ex- in their face, high red. And um, when these future SEALs would come to me and say, Lynn, can you get our coach to coach us the way you coach the, the Bucknell men, that was, in this, that was in the eighties. I want you to think that was back in the day when we thought that was okay to do. We know in today's world, um, that's not the athletes that we're coaching anymore. And, um, and so in the workshop, we pull out, there's an opportunity for coaches and athletes to share. I want you to think about a time when you used your personality and reacted to your team Now you know about personal intervention. How could that look differently?
0: Now, before we jump into our conversation on interventions, on how to move from personality to character, we're going to talk about that in next week's episode. Before we continue that conversation, I just want to encourage you to go on to equilibriainsports.com and discover your e-colors, just like Nate and I did in this week's episode, because You've got to first understand your e-colors before you can understand the interventions that Lynn is going to discuss with us in next week's episode. So head on over to EquilibriaInSports.com.